Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner for the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And on the other end of the line, we have our good friend, our trusty sidekick, our compadre, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to everybody who's listening. What is up, everybody? This is our special Thanksgiving podcast. We're, I think we're down to just a few games left in the semester. So boy, we've got a lot to wrap up. We had a huge weekend of uh, games just that just got played. So uh, let's hear some uh, wild, crunchy guitars, and then we'll come back and we'll let Andrew tell us all about the weekend. There we go. Because I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> so. All right. Hold on. Alrighty, Andrew, the pressure is on. The pressure is on. I've been thinking all about Thanksgiving and turkey and stuffing and pies and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't even thinking about hockey. So, I, was, uh, I have not been thinking about any of that. So we should be all right. <laughs> well, very good. We well, let's be discuss right. it because we, we had a huge, we had a huge, huge, huge weekend of WCHL hockey. Um, we had the Arizonas, they were hosting the Ozarks out there in the desert. And then the Oklahoma teams, uh, were hosting the two Colorado teams down here in the flatlands. So, uh, where do you want to start? And uh -huh. I, I have a feeling I know where you want to start because you, I, I can already kind of hear the pom-poms in the background. Well, so see, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a curveball at you because I yeah. printed out all the score sheets from the games and the one oh on top gosh. of the pile from Thursday is Missouri state six and Arizona state three. Ooh. How about that? Well, Coach law and his ice bears ranked. Um, what were they? They were, I think number 11. No, no, no. Number nine. nine. In the nation. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I thought they were top 10 yet. Nine. Yep. They were number nine in the nation. They go into Oceanside ice arena. And they lay a whipping on the ASU Sun Devils, six to three. Tell us all about it. So looks here, uh, jump out first period to a two nothing lead. And then uh, how about Arizona State? They come back in the uh, second period there and tie things up at two. And then uh, going into the third period, Missouri comes back and scores another two and uh, puts the icing on the cake for a six to three victory. Nothing, nothing too spirited. Just twenty pims, twenty minutes in pims. The uh, few roughings, trippings. So it just kind of looks like our standard, uh, standard game. Nothing, nothing exciting jumping out here to me. Very nice, very nice. But that, that, what a way to get the weekend off to a good start for Missouri State. That's right. That's Ooh, right. Kind of stung for ASU, but um, they, you know. They, that's the no surprises there. That's the way that one that one should have finished up, I believe. They, uh, Missouri State's a good little hockey team, that, as we know. Yep, yep. Number nine in ASU at the time, I think it was twenty six. So yeah, that's kind of as yeah. you said, to be expected. Yeah, to be expected on that one. Well, and then the uh, the counterpart to that game was down in Tucson uh, because the Missouri State travel partner Arkansas uh, was down there in uh, at the TCC to take on. The, um, I believe they were the number 11 ranked, um, Arizona Wildcats. And that one will, uh, that will, uh, that one turned out to be a seven to one, just absolute. Uh, it was a drumming by demolition. Arizona. It was, it was five, nothing before Arkansas got on the board. The one thing that stuck out to me, there's a couple things that stuck out here. Arizona went four for five on the power play. Ooh. And then the other thing that sticks out is there was quite a few roughing penalties and a couple of fighting penalties handed out. A couple of you five know, and tens for fighting in this one. So kind of a spirited affair there. The the, the wild thing was there were uh, uh, five and tens for fighting, but none of them were offsetting. They were all separate. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because uh, what is it here in the third period at the five minute mark. And then in the third period at the 16 minute mark. So they were all. Then, that's all right. Separate. The first yeah. one, the first one was Arizona's uh, number 23, Charlie James. Yep. He came yep. in, um, there was a little scrum in front of the net and uh, Charlie was playing uh, back kind of on the blue line a little bit. 
And he just sauntered into all the mix and started uh, pushing a guy around and was giving him the face wash <laughs> and uh, just would not quit. And so the uh, uh, when the when the referees, when the officials uh, went to go break him up, he was still giving him the old uh, glove treatment and uh, just, you know, giving him some rabbit punches left and right. I, I shouldn't say left and right. It was just rabbit punches. I think it was just a right. And the, uh, the, the referee made no bones about it. He just kind of, uh, I mean, it was right there by the, by the exit door for the, uh, for the U of A locker room. And yeah. he just sent the kid off we'll right see. then and there. See you. See you later. See you tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. So well, I'm pretty sure the way it turned out, um, it was kind of, it was arguably, I guess you could say it was kind of soft because it wasn't a throwdown and nobody took their gloves off or anything, but the guy was just, you know, yeah, he, was, he was punching him in the face. Yeah. You know, it's at that point it was, you know, it's a. Uh, Five nothing game, and then goes to six one, and then seven one. Um, goes seven one late in the third period. But if you got a kid out there that's that's maybe not listening to you or whatever, and just keeps stirring the pot, nothing wrong giving a giving the kid a five and a ten, and saying catch you tomorrow. You know, nothing nothing yeah, wrong with yeah. that. So, well, now the other one, the the flip side of that one was the Arkansas fighting in the DQ. That was a that was a full on assault. If I remember right, it was number five, Dominic De La Guardia. De La Guardia, yep. And, and it was, uh, I don't know, two or three minutes left in the game. And whoever it was that he grabbed from Arizona, it was, it was behind the uh, it was it was behind the Arizona net, I believe uh, it was. Well, here, no, no, like, let me think. It was behind the, behind the Arkansas net. Yeah, it looks like he grabbed Dickens, Dickinson. And he literally pulled his jersey over his head with his helmet on. And was just feeding him and feeding him. Is that an old fashioned Donnie Brook there? Did they? Oh, well, it, it was it was a one sided one sided Donnie Brook. <laughs> I mean, the, the Dickinson kid um, didn't do anything. I mean, he might have roughed and you know wallowed around and, and wrestled, but he was <laughs> he literally had his jersey pulled over his head. And, and the and the funny thing was, if you watch it, it's not funny. I mean, we don't have this in the ACHA. But when the when the Arkansas kid did it, he pulled it over his head. Um, fed him a few punches, pulled it back over his head to kind of let him see what was going on, pulled it back over his head and fed him some more. There you go. He did it two or three times. Well, you don't want to keep him I mean, in the was, dark on the show. You want to, you want to let him see what's going on, I guess. <laughs> want to let the people, I guess, want to let the fans see who it is that's getting, yeah, uh, just getting wet on. <laughs> this is him. Oh, it was brutal. So oh. yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Two, two fights, two DQs, two fighting majors, two DQs, but, uh, they, there was no offsetting at all. Yeah, that's a little strange. So gives roughing on one side and then fighting's on fighting majors on the other side. So a little a little strange there, but hey. They're not paying you and I, I to do that part, right? <laughs> that's right. We're not officials. We're that's not right. officials. So. That's right. Um so yeah, Arizona comes out and just dominates seven to one. Oof, that's not a we talked about Missouri State. That's a good way to start the weekend off. Yep, a good way seven to one for Arkansas. Not a good weekend. Not, not, a, not good a good way, way to start the weekend. Start, off. But a hot start for Arizona on the weekend, so Hmm. And then we, then we need to come back out here to Oklahoma again. And then uh, I guess we need to get our drums and our pom poms and our our cheering squad together because we're gonna make a stop off at the old Blazers Ice Center. Yeah, Blazers Ice Center. That and was I, uh, Oklahoma hosted the uh, Colorado Buffaloes, and you and I were both in attendance for that one. We were there. We, we were, were there, and that was a five to three Oklahoma win. Andrew, go ahead and let out a big cheer. Let out a hurrah. <laughs> And they, uh, well, I thought it, I thought it kind of shaped up a lot like the the weekend uh, previous when OU played Lindenwood. They kind of, kind of took it to Colorado a little bit in the first period. Uh, shots twelve to nine, so shots and in, don't indicate that. But you and I, you and I discussed it that we felt like the uh, play was kind of heavy in the on OU side, and you know we were we were thinking that Colorado was gonna jump out to a quick one nothing lead like what they like what. I believe it was Lindenwood did to him, or maybe it was Arizona State um, that jumped out on OU when OU was mm-hmm. kind of taking it to him, and and Colorado did. They uh, they jumped out to a quick one nothing lead on him when the ice was tilted heavily in OU's favor. I felt, and then uh, second and third period was a was a lot of a lot of Colorado, you know, fourteen to seven on the shots, and then fifteen to nine again for the shots for Colorado in the second and the third, but. One of those one of those games where Colorado could do no right, and oh, you just kept working and pulled out a victory. Kind of wild that, um, uh, yeah, Oklahoma just worked and worked and worked for sixty minutes, and it was pretty. Uh, 
they only passed out three penalties in the entire game, but as you and I both noted that it was a pretty physical game and there was a lot that didn't get called that could have gotten called that probably should have been called also in this one. So going <laughs> on, on both sides, right? Not just Absolutely. not just on one yeah, side. Yeah. Both sides were, were guilty parties and, and didn't get called for it. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of stuff that went on after the play that uh, with the official um, just kind of didn't look the other way, but he just said, you know, let's play the game. Well, and, let's uh, go. He had he probably had a long drive home that night or something, so he was probably ready to get out of there. <laughs> uh, there you're giving a little inside baseball there, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and then up in uh, so Oklahoma beats Colorado, and then uh, up in Edmond, Colorado State takes on uh, Central Oklahoma, and that was a uh, 4-2 to UCO win over the Rams from Fort Collins. Yeah, so... What do you got period, there? Well, so first period, going through the uh, score sheets here, 14-3 uh, to shots are in favor of UCO, and then Colorado comes out and kind of flips the stakes on them here and goes 13-6 to on the shots. So kind of kind of a tale of two periods there without being without being there just looking at the score sheets that kind of tells me that it was all UCO in the first and probably all UCO or Colorado State in the second there. So one thing one thing I do notice is Pims and it's going to be a going to be a reoccurrence on our conversation tonight that the penalties were still kind of a troublesome area for UCO again. Yeah. So Colorado State six power plays and they can only capitalize once on it. And and get beat four to two, so they could have taken advantage of that. Like we've talked in the past, they probably could have made it a little bit tighter game there. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. That's tough to. Uh, they, I knew they flew in, and um, yeah, it's tough to tough way to start the weekend to um, have to play off against a really good team at home in Central Oklahoma, and then as you said, you know, be given a lot of uh, opportunities, but not be able to take advantage of them and. Yeah, and that second you know, Central's period. Central's fast and Central's talented. Yep. And, uh, they can put the puck in the back of the net. And uh, so how about, so hung in there, but just couldn't couldn't capitalize on it. So Colorado State falls just a little bit short. If I remember right, Central Oklahoma's uh, number 16, Brandon Formosa, had a couple of goals. There was, you have the score sheet right there in front of you? I do. Let me, uh, let me flip look, back Look at over the first three it. goals. I think it's, I think it's almost identical. It's yep. like 16 from 61 in, in 22 or something it like is. that. Yep. Formosa from Mills and Dan Roth on the first two. And then, oh, what is it? The fourth goal um, was Formosa from Mills and, no, I'm going to probably butcher this, Derbeniak. Derbeniak, number 24, the captain of the team. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, almost I mean, identical. So 16 was clicking. Uh, 91 was clicking. And, uh, or 61, I guess it is Mills. And then, uh, and then 22 was clicking. Wow. Yeah. So oh, good for them. Yeah. Yep. So that, that kid had a hat trick. So good for him. There you go. So, Hey, uh, Thursday night was a good night for three of the four home teams with Arizona, central Oklahoma and Oklahoma winning. And, uh, Arizona state was the only one that gave up the home ice advantage. Um, and then on Friday night, everybody switched partners. They did. The two Arizona teams switched out their, uh, their opponents and the two Oklahoma teams switched out their opponents. Let's start back out there again in the desert with the big surprise of the night, which was um, Arizona State again hosting Arkansas, and Arkansas comes away with a two-to-one victory. How about that? Good, good for those guys. They they've been on a little skid here lately, and and as I've alluded in the past, I'm I'm a fan of the Arkansas team. I like the way they play, I like their physicality, and uh, hated to see them go on a on a skid like what they did. And uh, good to see them get back on the on the right side of things here. Yeah. That was a that was kind of a nice surprise. I mean, it, I'm sure it sucked for ASU to lose uh, their second game at at home in a row, but uh, you know you got to be, you know, after taking a seven to one beating the night before, it's good to see Arkansas rebound and uh, uh, you know come out with a two to one hard fought victory. So you the University of Arkansas they go one for seven on the power play on Friday mm. night. So Arizona kind of kind of hurt themselves in the penalty department there with. Tough playing one man down to to get anything done, right? Yeah, that's right. ASU, don't yeah, no. Let's not let's not confuse them because we'll get we'll get some haters on us now if we start calling <laughs> ASU Arizona or Arizona. We start calling <laughs> that's them right. Arizona. Yeah, we don't want to lose any listeners, right? 
<laughs> we only there's only eleven of them out there yeah. to begin with. So yeah, we're, we're down we're down to nine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Arkansas goes up to uh, Oceanside, super freezing cold Oceanside, and squeaks out a two to one victory over the Sun Devils. How about that? Meanwhile, down in Tucson, it's the heavyweight fight that uh, we had two heavyweight matchups here on Friday and Saturday. We had Central Oklahoma and Colorado, just gigantic beasts. But then we had the uh, the heavyweight matchup number nine. Versus number 11 down there in Tucson, Arizona versus Missouri State. And wow, I don't know that anybody can see this, saw this one coming. I, you, and I, you and I talked about it, I think, via text, or maybe we talked about it on Saturday. We were surprised about the 6-1 victory for Arizona. Ooh, we weren't, weren't surprised that Arizona won. Well, yeah, we're just surprised, surprised with the margin that they won. By. Yes, I was, I was expecting, and I think probably you were too. A one goal game, probably a three two yeah. or a four three, something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, to to flip on the internet and see a six to one beating, that was that was surprising right there. It really was. It really was, especially after um after Missouri State was able to, you know, pop in a few goals the night before up in Tempe. Um, you figured they'd be primed and ready to go for a you know, a, a top ten matchup basically, uh, number nine versus number eleven. Right. And holy smokes, Arizona right. came out and they proved they were ready to uh they're they're ready to handle business and, and they did, right? That they did. Six that's to one it. is handling business at home, that's for damn sure. So wow. yeah, it Good wasn't even so wasn't even close. Got two to two to one and that's as close as they got. So the yep. uh thirty thirty two all were the shots on goal. So shots if you're looking just at shots, you'd think it was a close game. But just the puck fell Arizona's way one Friday night, it I, would appear. It was kind of wild. I knew that um, I, I tuned in for just a smidge part of that game on uh, Friday night. And um, uh, Anthony Churro was in net for the, for Arizona. He's their number one goaltender, and he was just uh, rock solid. And Bailey Stevens was in net. Missouri State's number one was in net. And he actually got pulled after, I think it was the fifth goal. Yep, yep, sure um, was. He had five goals against, and then the... And then Griffin came in and gave up one goal on him. So, yep. And it was just—I mean, it was the, the one of those nights that uh, things just were not going right for Missouri State. Yeah. So, and and as all hockey teams know, some nights you just have those, right? That's right. What do you say? Some days you're the windshield, and some days you're the bug. That's right. That's right. So, well, hey, speaking of windshields and bugs, um, uh, we had we had two really tight games. Um, up in, uh, here in Oklahoma with, uh, let's start with central Oklahoma and Colorado. That was a tight game. And I'm sure the Colorado kind of felt like the bug there at the end. They, they um, did. <laughs> central Oklahoma wins three to two. They, so good, good win by them. We, uh, I think Colorado's a good team. They've got a lot of talent. They, uh, just for some reason they're snake bitten, just can't get on the right side of the score sheet here. They uh they they've been on the wrong side of this on the score sheets here a lot and uh kind of baffling because I watched them on Thursday night and I thought they were a great little hockey team and just can't get things to go their way this year, I guess. No, no, kind of frustrating, I know, for uh for the coach. And uh, obviously it's gotta be frustrating for the players as well. Um, I mean it seemed like it was a, a tight two to two game. And then um uh, you've got the score sheet. I don't, but um, uh, Central Oklahoma scores a, a goal in the third period. I think it was yep. on the power play and um, puts the game away. The uh, yeah, just for, for most the heck out of the buffs. Yeah, Formosa scored late in the third period there to to put them up three to two. Yeah, Colorado. I mean, but the, yeah, the uh, Colorado outshot them thirty-one twenty-two. So mm-hmm. no, just. One of those things is just can't get the puck to go their direction, right? Nope, nope. It's uh, you're right. They're a good little team. They've got a bunch of a uh, bunch of, I mean, geez, fast, fast guys. Yes. And um, uh, but it just seemed like they weren't. Um, I mean, we've we we could talk about it later because we saw them on the on the the next day on the um uh, in the rest of the weekend. They they've got some. They've got an awful lot of talent. They've got an awful lot of speed. I um, think, but. For, there's just something that's misfiring there. There's something misfiring. I think that they're going to end up far enough down in the uh, in the Western Collegiate League rankings that they're not going to be a title contender this year. But 
the the top three or four teams better better watch out because they could be a force in, to be reckoned with if they get this thing turned around late in the season. They could play a party buster and and really shake up the top top of the le- of the league there. You know what I'm saying? There's no doubt they have a lot of talent there. I mean, they're a top they, ten team. If they get it figured out, talent. Yeah. If they yeah. get it figured out, the the top three teams better better watch out because they could they could play a lot of upsets there for them. There's no doubt about it, and oh, he, especially if they if they get to nationals. That's right. They could be a sleeper, you know, if they're, they're in that thirteen to twenty mix. Um, right now, I know they're kind of on the outside looking in. They're at nineteen, but um, yeah, if they if the if the bus can uh, get it together and make its nationals, um, boy, I sure would hate to play them. Um, yeah, I, yeah, they get a game one too because man, when they when they click, when it when the switch flips for them. I, I was I, I saw them play Arizona State, and in three periods they scored nine goals. Yeah, it was it was like tic tac toe. It was just beauty, and so yeah, uh, yeah it's one of those like things said, that they yeah they need a tune up. Yeah, if they make nationals, watch out. They uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be coming in hot. They could they could they could wreak some havoc if they wanted to if they can get this thing figured out here. Well, hey, let's let's. You know, speaking of coming in hot, get your pom poms out. Oh, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Oklahoma, <laughs> three to two over Colorado State. This is an overtime win. Tell us all about it, Mister Pom Pom. So, so uh, well, I've taken a lot of grief since last week about my predictions no. that OU was going to go two and one, and that I thought they were going to give up one to Colorado State over the course of the weekend here. So I've taken a lot of grief over this. <laughs> so when this thing went to overtime on Friday, I was like, well, you know, my predictions may be right here, but luckily, yeah. luckily the boys, you know, another tight game, they, they figured, figured out a way to win it in the, in the end. So good, good for them. <laughs> well, so, Hey, come on. You're, you're, you're sure coding this Colorado state comes out. They hit, they've got a two to one lead late in the third period. They do. Oklahoma pulls the goaltender. Colorado state is 30, 40 seconds away from winning the game. Oklahoma pulls the goaltender and Colorado state has just been playing an absolute prevent defense for, I don't know what, 30, 40 seconds. Yep. Um, yep. While the, while it's, while the Oklahoma has the extra attacker and they're playing just great prevent defense. And then they just have a, a subtle mind fart. Everybody gets on one side of the ice, leaving this one kid. I forget uh, who it was. Pusar. Like, Finch or something. Yeah. Okay. Pusar on one side of the ice, just wide open. The puck squirts out to him and he just one times it into a wide open net to tie the game up with 38 seconds left. And then, uh, and then Isaac Bossy comes down in OT and, uh, rips one home and, and there we have it. You know, the, the, the overtime thing was kind of funny because it's three on three overtime. Um, Isaac Bossy scores seven seconds into the overtime. And it's funny because on the draw, the two Oklahoma guys push forward like they're going to go, you know, the, the, the faceoff of a play is obviously push forward, right? Win the draw and, and go forward. And that way you're going to get yourself a two on one. Yep. The Colorado State guys had the exact same play, <laughs> but going the other way. Yep. And so they, they pushed forward, went the, uh, they were going towards the Oklahoma net, but they didn't have the puck. So it was a two on one going that way. And, which left a two on one going the other way, and uh, Steve Beam, uh, not Steve Beam. God, uh, I always say that it's Mike Beam. <laughs> Mike Beam, yep. His little brother Mike Beam uh, has the puck on the right side of the uh, ice, and he just centers it uh, right in front of the crease. And there's Isaac Bosse with a uh, long stick and just a redirection. And next thing you know, seven seconds in, Oklahoma wins three to two. Yeah, and if you're if you're the visiting team and you're the visiting coach. Those two guys coming down with the puck are probably not the two that you would pick to be bringing a puck down two and one against you in an overtime period. Probably easy to say, probably two of the, the better players on the OU team, and and they get a breakaway two on one like that, and they know what to do with it. So, yep. How about that? Yep. So I was and I was racking my brain. I believe OU going out going through the season only has one loss in overtime or shootouts. And if I'm really? wrong, somebody can correct me, but I believe that they lost that first weekend to Alabama in an overtime or a shootout. And I think they have won every everything else since that's gone to OT or a shootout. 
So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely it was a it was a I think it was a shootout loss. You're right, a shootout loss at Alabama. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And but other than that, I believe that they are they are undefeated in the re, in the rest of the uh, overtimes and shootouts, and they've been in quite a few. <laughs> well, hey, let's so. let's just flip it around. Let's go to Saturday. There you go. Um, your 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 premonition here because Oklahoma beats Colorado State two to one in overtime. Again, this time it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a, a a successful draw three on three. It was a, a power play goal um, that uh, uh, that that allowed Oklahoma to win the game again by big number seventeen, the defenseman Isaac Bosse. Yeah, same. You know, he's, pretty much the same kids are involved again. The uh, yeah, he's that Bosse kid. You know, he's probably a better forward than he is a defenseman. <laughs> he he's 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 a good little player. And then uh, Lazar, he had an assist, and then Pusar. Who had the late goal on was it Friday night to send it to overtime? Had had to assist on the game winner again. So same cast and characters almost involved in the OT win again on Saturday. So mm-hmm. good, good for those guys. Well, so there you go, Oklahoma. There's that just um, that, that fits into your narrative that you were talking about, where Oklahoma has uh, when they get into an overtime or a shootout game, they're they're they usually win. They've only lost one. In fact, I think on the season here in um, in Western Collegiate Hockey League play, Oklahoma has ten wins and two losses. And the ten wins of those ten wins, five of them are either in overtime or a shootout. Yeah, that's yeah, that's impressive. Finding finding a way to win when you're when it's all on the line there. So, well, it's impressive, but it's also it's would, also you know you you drop points when you do that. At least in the WCHL. Yeah. So yeah. I had a. I had an interesting conversation with the the father of a certain uh, hockey coach who was not very uh, he was not not too enthusiastic about the way that the WCHL awards points. Um, you know, trying to tell me that Oklahoma was nine and two, and I'm like, well, well, how many of those are overtime or shootouts? And his point was, well, there a win's a win, and and he's right, a win's a win. But my point yeah. was, overtime or shootout, you don't get all three points; you just get one or two depending on if you win or lose and yep, so uh yep. anyways I, you know i just chalk it up that the uh, commissioner of the wchl is a jerk and that's what i that's what i credit it to so <laughs> and and turn the page and go on right <laughs> that, that's the easy solution there mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy's a real pain in the butt yeah he, he's a jerk a so I, just, I just move on yeah <laughs> well and speaking of moving on uh central oklahoma and colorado played uh on Saturday night, and uh, Central Oklahoma just moved on. It was six to three over Colorado. Yeah, and it wasn't even that close. Yeah, it was um, three nothing. And it was then ugly. They, yeah, and then they had it all the way up to five to one, and then Colorado comes back and and makes it a little closer, finishing off at six to three. So, yeah, Colorado's Colorado had issues staying out of the penalty box. Yes, um, I know they felt a, yep they felt a little put upon by the referee. Um. Uh, but, um, and, 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 you know, I'm not trying to make any, any, uh, defense for CU. I mean, um, cause the referee I thought was kind of, you know, he, he was uneven, uh, throughout the, throughout the night. Um, but, uh, you know, CU just couldn't stay out of the box. And, uh, you, when you capitalize on, yeah. uh, or, you know, they gave central Oklahoma so many opportunities to score on the power play. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that central had two or three power play goals. Yeah, UCO had two power. They went two for seven, and Colorado went zero for seven. Zero so, for seven, and one of Colorado's was a one of Colorado's goals was a nice little shorthanded goal too. Yep. So they got yep. something done on special teams, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah that was but, their third goal was a was a shorty. But ninety yeah. ninety two pims overall for the for the evening. So a lot of a lot you of penalty minutes handed out, but I think that's just yeah. kind of a the trend that UCO is going to set this year, right? There is going to it is. They're yep. gonna they're gonna and, rack up the pims and, and not be embarrassed about it. So, and the official the the uh, the referee he was he was just by the third period he was having enough of it. So, you know if you were mouthing off if you were lipping off you got yourself a a, yeah, a two out of ten you were gone. With twenty two offenses, I'm sure his AC his shoulder was probably hurting a little bit after the end of the, the evening, <laughs> raising his arm so much. You know, it's like it was it was arm night at the Arctic Edge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> The, the the sad part, I felt bad for uh, Jake Cerullo was the goaltender for for Colorado, and uh, Cody Campbell was in net for for Central. Cerullo, you know, you want to you see six to three, and you think, oh, the kid played a terrible game. 
but he made some incredible, incredible saves. The score could have easily been five, six to nothing in the second period. Yeah. And, and he just and, made some insane saves to keep Colorado in the game. Um, and then, you know, no sooner did um, he make one of these highlight ESPN type saves, then he would just let a little floater in. Uh, a little floater, yeah. A dump in you know, from the far so, corner. Yeah. Yeah, it just had to be frustrating. And, and the other frustrating thing was, um, if you if you look at the uh, score sheet, I mean, look, look at the times there from when when Central Oklahoma scored right after Colorado scored because Colorado would get some momentum. It was like four to one, and yep. ten seconds later, Central would come back Boom. and score to make it five to one. Five to one, yeah, and then go five two, and then five three, and then then they yeah, and then and then, and then yeah, after after Colorado made it five three, Central comes down and like ten seconds later scores yeah, and makes it six three. Yeah, and so it's so. got to be so deflating because those kids were the thing I liked about Colorado, and I don't want this isn't me putting my Colorado pom poms on, but no. they worked, they worked, they worked, and they worked hard. Um, all even though they went zero and three on the weekend, they worked hard. Even you know on that on that, that third period on Saturday night when they they could have easily just laid down and said screw it, we're going home. They, um, but they kept working hard, and they would get rewarded with a goal. And then, you know, damned if 10 seconds later, boom, there's a goal going that's, the other way. Yeah, goal the other way. That's, that's going to be that's so little, deflating. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But we need to we need to get the Colorado coach on the on the podcast here and, and ask him if he enjoyed his stay in Oklahoma while he was here. <laughs> we told him and him and his bus driver a couple of places to go the, to pass the time in the evening. So we need yeah. to get him on here and see if they see if they listened to us and, and did what we said or not. So I, I can tell you they did not go to the high low club. <laughs> I can tell you they did go to the 51st or yeah, the 51st street speakeasy. There you go. I think that's what it was called. I don't know. It was kind of funky, but yeah, we'll, we'll get Ballard on. He's, he, he's a good egg. He's probably, we need to you know make sure to keep the ropes away from him for a little while. He might jump off the, you know, off a tree <laughs> limb or something. Yeah. Cause I know he's a competitor and he, he wants to win desperately. Yeah, I, um, I think we all are that are they're associated with these things, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get Ballard. Maybe we'll get him on here after uh, when he's in the in the midst of a turkey sleep and he can tell us some wild stories. There you go. Yeah, catch him with his guard down or something. <laughs> well, hey, let's. Uh, yeah, you know what he was telling me? How about this? He was telling me this because we were giving each other a hard time about Thanksgiving. He was like, uh, "What are you going to do?" I said, "Now we're going to get like a 12, 13 pound turkey." He was getting a 30-pound turkey. Good Lord. Exactly. I didn't know God made 30-pound turkeys, <laughs> let alone that they sold them. Yeah. Why, why would he, you need a 30-pound turkey? He's going to eat turkey from now until next year. My Lord. If I can tell you now, if my wife tried to cook a 30-pound turkey, our house would not be standing after she was done. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine... This is, I mean, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I just can't imagine eating turkey from now until like 2019. No, I can't either. Yeah. I'm good Ooh. with one, one serving and I'm done. Like I'm, yeah, I'm good. I mean, I'm, See the weekend, <laughs> if the weekend and I'm good. Yeah, so, Hey, but yeah. Hey, before we get, before we get talking about Turkey, let's focus on the other two games out in the desert because those were both three to nothing affairs. Uh, Arizona state uh, beat Arkansas three to nothing uh, at Oceanside. Arizona uh, completes the three game sweep. They beat uh, Missouri State three to nothing. So, uh, what stood out to you from either one of those two games besides the fact that it was three to nothing? They, uh, you know what? I'm really surprised in Missouri State that they didn't do more over the weekend here. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of expected a little bit more out of them, and uh, I figured they at least were going to split with Arizona and uh, keep the race tight there, like what it's been. But they came out and just. Pretty much just laid some laid a goose egg on the weekend here for us. 120 minutes against Arizona, and they score one goal. That's you know that's that's a tough pill to swallow if you're those guys. Tough to win games scoring just one goal. Yeah, that's that's a tough pill to swallow right there. Yeah, I mean you look at the winning at the winning scores over the or the the, the number of goals scored by the winning teams over the weekend. You got seven, five, six, yeah, three, wow. three, six. Yeah, you know, lots, three, of, three, lots of goals six. being scored. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a we have the odd three two, three two. We got a two to one game in there. There's some a couple of two to one games in there. Yeah, one two to one game, two two to I one would, games. There we go. 
But um, yeah, you got to score goals to win. And I was really yeah. surprised with, with the firepower that Missouri State has that um, that uh, uh, that they didn't score more. Um, but you know, the flip side of that is you know credit to U of A and yeah. uh, the defense yeah. that they're showing. And they played yep. two different goaltenders. It was Churro on Friday night and uh, Bilicic on uh, Saturday night. So uh, credit to them. Well, yeah, yeah, good for those guys. And who knows, Missouri State, they've, I think they've played more games than anybody have up to this well, point. So more games than NHL teams. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Those those kids could be getting getting a little worn down and a little tired and looking to looking to get into the Christmas break and getting a getting a couple of weeks off here before they get things fired back up for the second half. Who knows? There you go. Once again, fire the fire the scheduler. Fire that boob. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's a foul-mouthed individual, that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's uh, hold on. God, quit it, would you? Just quit it. We've talked about 12 games. Uh, let's let's figure out. Uh, let's see, hear, hear the little intermission music. And when we come back, we'll talk about where what happened with uh, the results of those 12 games and how that affected the WCHL standings. And uh, we can talk about rankings and then, Talk more about Thanksgiving and uh, there you who go. Knows the Christmas season is upon us. So let's hear the We're intermission here. music. Hold on. All right, Andrew, 12 games. You know, when we went into the weekend, uh, we had, it was a tight race. Central Oklahoma was ahead and was leading the WCHL by uh, standings by two points. And there was a three-way tie for second place with Arizona, Oklahoma, Missouri State. And then after that, it was ASU, Colorado, Colorado State, and Arkansas. Yep, bringing up the rear there, yep. But uh, now that we've got some, this weekend, this past weekend, we saw some separation. Um, with Central Oklahoma and Arizona uh, sweeping the weekend, in Oklahoma giving away some points, and Missouri State giving away a lot of points. The Missouri, I think, yeah, Missouri State's is my shocker of the weekend that they that they didn't pull any points like the way they did. So, yeah, it quickly quickly turned into a three dog race for going into Christmas break here, right? Three dog race going into Christmas break, and we're going to have some. Uh, I think we have some opportunities for. Uh, to either tighten up or uh, separate even further coming up here after the Thanksgiving break. But right now, the WCHL Central Oklahoma is in first place with 29 points. Uh, Arizona is in second place right on their heels with 27 points. Oklahoma is in third place with 25 points. Missouri State is in fourth place with 21 points. Arizona State has 12 points in fifth place. Colorado is in 11th place with six. Oh, I take that back. God, I flipped that around. They're in sixth place with 11 points. We don't even have 11 teams in the WCHO. What the heck am I thinking? <laughs> Colorado State is in seventh place with 10 points. And Arkansas, is, uh, they're, they're right on CSU's heels with nine points. So uh, if you look at it, um, you know, this time last week, we had some uh, tightness at the top and yeah. a lot of separation at the bottom. And now things have kind of flipped. We've got kind some separation up. at the top. And uh, geez, we're three points separate five from eight. Yep. And then what do we got? Four points separating uh, first and third. So you know, it's still still a tight race. It's anybody's it's anybody's uh, trophy to win at this point. So right now, yeah. I mean, I, mean, you, I think you clearly got to say that Central and uh, in Arizona are the favorites. Um, but uh, you know, we're going to have. I say that yet. <laughs> uh, there you go, pom poms. I got to hold steady here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, the, the nice thing is there are no games this weekend. It's Thanksgiving, all the teams, all the, most of the ACHA teams. I don't think there are any ACHA games at all during the Thanksgiving week. Um, if there's one in division one, I think it's on Tuesday night. And uh, so, so I, th- I think we're good there. 
But the weekend afterwards is when all the uh, travel partners play one another. Yep. So Oklahoma will play Central, Arizona will play Arizona State, Missouri State goes to Arkansas, and uh, CU and CSU hook up. So we have some, uh, since Central is at 29 points and Oklahoma is at 25, first and third, there's a chance for either some separation or some tightness. Or to bring it back in tight, yep. Yep, depending on what the results are. Central sweeps both games. Um, boom, all of a sudden you've got a commanding lead over Oklahoma. Commanding. Yep. If Oklahoma, you know, you know, sweeps both games, all of a sudden you're you've pulled in tight or even ahead of Central Oklahoma. So and then, you know, the flip side of that is Arizona's still gotta go play the rivalry games against Arizona State. And you know, we've all been there. Rivalry games, yeah. you can't predict them. There, yeah, they're they're a tough prediction. Because it can go, it can go either way. That's for sure. We've been there. I mean, heck, I was. You know, we've both been there. That um, you can, you can have the most talented team in the world playing the the least talented team in the world, and if it's a rivalry game, I mean, all, all bets are off. All bets are off. That's right. That's it can right. be a ten. It can be a ten to one butt kicking. It can be a two to one win for the for the for the for the David against the Goliath. It's just crazy. Yep, it is crazy. So, yeah, so so okay, so um, we we won't get into Andrew's predictions just yet. We'll save that for next week. <laughs> uh, so put your pom poms away. I can hear them rustling in the background. I knew you oh, were going to yeah, get ready sure for two can. Oklahoma wins. I'm sure you can. Hmm. I'm I'm going to watch a little bit more practice and and get get a pulse of the team before I throw my predictions out there for you. Practice, practice. You're talking and, about you know, practice. No, when I say practice, I mean pulling into the rink as the players are leaving and talking to them in the parking lot. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know next week what I think, what what the pulse is here. Well, ranking, uh, yeah, thanks, appreciate that. <laughs> Rag on you some more about all this uh, baloney you're right. spouting now. That's all right. The um, uh, the the ACHA men's division one. They put their uh, most recent ranking out last week. And we had six teams in the uh, six WCHL teams were in the top 25. Missouri State, they were all bunched in the top for the most part. Missouri State was nine. Central was 10. Arizona, 11. Oklahoma, 12. Then you go down to 19. That was Colorado. Colorado State is 21. I can tell you from having a sneak peek at the rankings that are going to be released um, this week, I think we're going to get some separation again. And... Um, so uh, I think we're also going to have seven teams in the top 25. I think Arizona State's going to sneak in at number 25. They're going to sneak in there? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be there kind of, uh, that'll be good. And uh, I think what we can expect is that um, Arizona and Central will have moved up a little bit. And Missouri State and Oklahoma will have dropped a little bit. Colorado State, I think we can expect them to have hopped. Colorado, since they basically had two ties and a loss on their trip, while Colorado had uh, three losses. And as I said, uh, Arizona State is uh, scooted up just a bit. Um, you know, I think they went from like 26 to 25. So, yeah, yeah. That's what we can look no. forward to in the coming ranking. That will be ranking number eight when it gets officially released later on this week. There will be no ranking the following week uh, because there are no games. No games, yep. So, uh, yep, the next ranking after uh, the Thanksgiving week ranking will be two weeks, and that will encompass the uh, results of our interstate games or intra, intra, intra state games. Yeah, there you have it. I don't, I don't know if I wholeheartedly agree with with the upcoming rankings, but that's neither that's neither here nor there. Yeah, well, you know, you weren't exactly a math major in school, so well, that's all right. I, I still did pretty well for myself in my. Getting around the the math studio there, so you got to be a STEM major, <laughs> I think, to figure out the rankings. I uh, well, it just so happens that I am a STEM major, so <laughs> yeah, a different kind of STEM. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not talking about the the the, the wacky the wacky tobacco stems there, pal. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 talking about uh, science and technology and engineering and math. Well, I guess wind oh. turbine technology would fall in there somewhere, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's in there. That's a Zamboni, there. Zamboni uh, uh, dissection that would fall in there somewhere. 
Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, I think you can teach any monkey to drive a Zamboni. So I don't know. You know, teach any monkey how to drive one. That's obvious since I know how to drive one. It's the it's how to work it. How to to, lay to be able to and, finesse it. That's that's where you yeah. separate yourself. Yeah. See, that's that's where the trigonometry and all the uh, all that kind of fancy uh, education <laughs> comes in. Uh huh. Yeah. I can't figure that one out. <laughs> I, 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 I can barely. I can barely stop and start the thing without throwing myself out of the seat. <laughs> God, that was my scariest part. Oh, geez. All right. Well, yeah. hey, tell. So we we talked Thanksgiving. We talked about Eric Ballard and his thirty pound turkey, which is I, I don't oh, know, that just makes it's going to be like one of those Madden turkeys with eight legs on either side. Oh, it just makes me sick thinking about it. Ugh. So you're not having a. You're just having a little itty bitty turkey, huh? Um. You know what? I don't even know if I'm having any turkey or not. No way. Oh, yeah. What are you, not American? Well, you know, I'm supposed to go to my aunt and uncles that lives here in the in town with us and yeah. and they, and they're they're teetotalers and and I told them I said, Well, it's Thanksgiving, it's my day off, and if I'm coming, I'm I want to bring uh, a couple of adult beverages with me to drink them. And yeah. And my aunt my aunt said, Well, I'll have to talk to your uncle about it and see if he'll approve you to bring alcohol into the house. And I'm like, well, No way. It's it's beer. I was like, so let's not get overboard with this. Yeah. And uh, and she called me back and she told me that uh, he said no that we could not bring beer into into his house. And so hmm. at this point, I am standing firm, and I told her that I would not be there. So wow, I am I am holding firm that I am not going because I cannot bring my adult beverages with me. Wow. So you're going to celebrate Thanksgiving with what a PB and J? Well, probably. <laughs> wow! Probably because my beer. wife and daughter will probably end up going somewhere to the parents or the, or somewhere. So I'll, I'll hold steady. You know me. When I get my <laughs> mind made up to something. By God, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm holding steady. <laughs> I do know you. That's kind of scary. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm setting my ways. Well, I'd invite you over, but I don't like you that much. So um, that's all right. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, turkey and. Um, you know, a, a, a staple that we have to have is green bean casserole. Um, you know, if I lived if if I lived back home, back home. in Boston, um, they would insist on cranberry jellied cranberry sauce and jams. Oh. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Neither one of those oh. two things interests me at all. Not at all. Um, so I am not I'm, at all. I'm a hundred percent on the green bean casserole train. Um, and so I will make that and. Uh, you know, if anybody's seen me, they'll also know that I um, I'm heavy onto the dessert train. So uh, we'll, we'll have a pecan pie and a uh, we you know we make uh, back when the kids uh, lived here at the house and they weren't at college. We you know we would focus more on pies, pumpkin pie, apple pie, that sort of thing. But um, nowadays it's just two. We're getting a pecan pie and we're making a blueberry banana cream pie. Oh boy, look at you! Look heavy at you. on the bananas. Heavy on the cream cheese, heavy on the sugar, heavy on the blueberries, just heavy, heavy, heavy. And then whipped cream on top or what? No, 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 no. It's no, a layer. No whipped cream, of, huh? It's a, it's a oh, layer of bananas, yeah. and then you get a layer of kind of uh, it's it's a cream cheese filling that's you know it's dream whip and cream cheese and tons and tons of sugar, and then on top of that you put some blueberry pie filling and let it chill for half an hour, and then there. you dig in and experience God. There you go. <laughs> there it's you incredible. go. Yeah. There you go. Well, my yeah, my wife and her family they they've got all their little little dishes that they like to make the green bean casserole and the mashed potatoes and well, what do they call them? Candied yams, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. then, like my wife has to have the oh the cranberry sauce and Ooh. all that. And I'm like, you know, there's. There'll be, I think we're getting together Saturday with her side of the family and there's only going to be seven or eight of us and there'll probably be enough food to feed 20 people. Yeah. And I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> the sweet potatoes are not good at all. Like, nobody wants to eat cranberry sauce that holds the form of the can that you pour it out of. <laughs> like, the green bean casserole. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I, I'm just not into it. I don't, I don't, I don't buy into it. Not one bit. You're just into your beer. As long as you can bring your beer, you're good, huh? I can, I can bring beer Saturday. So, you know, I'll, I'll probably need it intravenously 
injected into my body going over there <laughs> to the in-laws on Saturday. So, you know, if anybody's out there listening, you know, if you could send up some thoughts for me on Saturday, knowing what I'm going through. <laughs> I know, I know some people who aren't listening and it's the in-laws. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or else you uninvited. Yeah. Maybe I need to send them this link and get myself uninvited. <laughs> I think you just stay home and have more PBJ, PB&J and beer. That's right. That's right. Oh, geez. Yeah, you know, I've got. I've already been told um, we're going to watch the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade and then the dog show. And I'm, oh. like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> There's no way on God's green earth I'm watching the stupid dog show. It's football. <laughs> Lions and Cowboys, I don't know when they play, but one plays first and one plays second. Yep. And then we and then we eat and then there's another game on later on that night. And it's like a college game or something. The uh yeah, the the dog show. We 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 get rooked into that one every year too. Oh well you well, you're you you have got the same problem I have. A little bit of estrogen laying around the house. Oh yeah, a whole lot of it, yeah. yeah. The, the the dog show, the testosterone uh Fueled TV is where I'll be, um, as opposed to watching a bunch of uh, people run after their dogs. I've I've even been dictated to that I that we are decorating the house for Christmas on Friday since oh. I'm off. Oh, so I've got to I've got to decorate the house on Friday. So that entails Christmas lights on the outside of the house. Yeah, with a with a fat dog that will lay like a fat sausage in the yard all <laughs> afternoon. And a five-year-old running around barking orders at me. <laughs> and then I'm being told that we we're going to put the Christmas tree up and the Christmas village in the house Friday evening. Wow. And and I know we don't have many OU uh, fans and listeners, but you no, know, OU's got a pretty big football game Friday night. And I've, you know, I've said that, you know, I'm not doing much once the football game comes on. And, and I've been told, <laughs> and you can and you can defend me in this. You can you can call and text my wife. But she said, I am being banished to the bedroom to watch the football game in the bedroom. That they are watching some dumb Christmas movie and decorating the house. And if I want to watch football, I have to go elsewhere. Well, God bless you, son. Go elsewhere. How about that? Jeez. Well, hey, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of funny. I've, I've been told the same thing. I was going to say, uh, God bless you for another reason, because you're waiting until after Thanksgiving to put up your Christmas stuff. <laughs> I don't know how it is in, in your neighborhood, but in my neighborhood, I want to walk across the street and kick my neighbor's butt because he's already got candy canes in the front yard that light up at night. And his his um, window is open so that you can see his Christmas tree that's already up. It's been up now for like Ugh. three or four days. Ugh. I'm like, wait a wait. second. We have, we have, this is America <laughs> and we have a, 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 a process that we go through here. We got to respect the process. I was told that once by. <laughs> a guy high up in the ACHA. You got to respect the process. Halloween, then the Thanksgiving. Once Thanksgiving yep. is over, that's why then we have Christmas. a Thanksgiving Day Parade. Because at the end of the yep. Thanksgiving Day Parade, who's there? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah. Christmas and then it goes right into Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. That's right. Christmas season is upon us. They should have, you know, thinking back, they should have written it into the Constitution. Like, <laughs> you know, your 198th amendment to the Constitution is. Can not decorate for Christmas before the, the before the end of Thanksgiving or whatever, however you want to word it. But against the law to decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. How I'm about worried, that? I'm worried about the other 170 amendments that you think are in the Constitution, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Mr. Civics. You know, I've, I've got I've got a uh, Red Rider BB gun, and I want to take it down, kind of like you, to my neighbor on the corner here, who's an overachiever. Yeah, and already has his Christmas lights up, and I want to oh. sit with target practice and and shoot out his his Christmas lights for him. It just drives me nuts. We, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Well, I've I've got I've got a little I've got a little um a kid here at the house back from college, and she's listening to the Christmas music already. Oh, we've been. And I'm like, no friggin' way. I think I think Sirius Satellite Radio has started Christmas radio. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago, I think they started it November first. Yep, that's what she right listens after to. Halloween. Yeah, yep. and they had three, I believe, three Christmas stations running since November first. They will have, oh Lord, I looked it up. They're going to have two or three more come on on Thanksgiving, so it'll be up to like six or seven. 
And then throughout the course of December, they're going to have like another 10 come online throughout the course of December. And I'm like, nobody needs a total of like 17 Christmas radio stations to listen to. Insane. Much less, I shouldn't have to be subjected to listening to Christmas carols on November 2nd. There you go. On a Saturday when I'm out running errands. What, and, hey, and, what, 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 what happened to a great Thanksgiving song? Come on. We need a great Thanksgiving song to to offset all these 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 Christmas things. Not that I'm being a Scrooge or a Grump or anything, but there's a well, season for it. Well, I think I think Adam Sandler wrote a Thanksgiving song, didn't he? There you go. See? I, I think he did. Yeah, I know he wrote a Hanukkah song. So, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he wrote a Thanksgiving song, if I'm not mistaken. I just, I, I don't get it. Anyways, hey, it's um, so, so bless you for uh, for having your priorities right and uh, adjourning to the <laughs> other room to watch football the way God intended people to watch uh, college football on Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. My the scheduler for the WCHL allowed all the kids off to go homes to eat turkey and watch college football. That, that's right. That's right. But now a movement I can get behind with Christmas mm-hmm. is Christmas movies. Oh, God. I have a soft spot for Christmas movies. I like them. Yeah? I do. I do. I like them for whatever reason. All right. All right. Well, hey, shoot. Come on. You you open the door here. Top, Give me your right, top so five top, Christmas. Andrew's top five Christmas movies. Top five we can Christmas only start movies. Watching. We can only start watching them, though, after Thanksgiving. So one of them you can watch any time of the year if you want to, because it's up for a hot topic. It's always a topic of discussion this time of year. My number five is Die Hard. <laughs> it's always up for discussion. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? Oh, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Number number four, going on the dark side here, I'm going with Bad Santa. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a funny one. Oh, they, God. uh... <laughs> Number Billy Bob three, Thornton. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. No, God, God bless his soul. I mean, he he is something else. <laughs> the, uh, Number three, Santa Claus, the original. Oh, with Tim Allen. With Tim Allen, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. And then, and then number two, one that I was that I was forced to watch just the other night is Elf. With Will Ferrell. It's hysterical. I love it. That, one, that one's pretty good. Francisco. That's a fun name to say. <laughs> and then Great. number one, and I, it's probably number one on everybody's list, is Christmas Vacation. <laughs> okay. And that is one you can also watch throughout the year. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So uh, so, so there's no... There's no um, there's no Jimmy Stewart. What's the name of that movie? Oh God, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, uh, one with Burl Ives. It's a, it's a Wonderful Life. There you go. It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah. No Jimmy Stewart. There's no um, no no Scrooge. No A Christmas Carol. No. What's the other one? Uh, White Christmas or whatever that thing is. Yeah, Wolf. Office Christmas Party. There's that's that's missing. I think. Um. You know, I, I would put out of your list, I would put uh, Elf and, and, and Die Hard definitely in mine. I would probably, <laughs> you know, but I would go back to the classics because, come on, everybody, when I was a kid, all I wanted to see was um, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town with uh, Chris Kringle and the Burgermeister Meister Burger and um, uh, Rudolph and, uh, you know, with uh, who was the, uh, God, I, God, Yukon Cornelius. And uh, pulling the teeth out of the out of the out of the big oh, I forget what he called him the big nasty the big something or other huh. I'd go for the you know Frosty the Snowman I'd I'd go for those the little drummer I always liked the little drummer boy oh, yeah. huh. but see that's just me I like those <laughs> dumb claymation or Hanna Barbera or whatever they were those stupid yeah. things with Fred Astaire yeah. And, yeah see my my wife she would agree with you on the when the classics, it's a wonderful life, not bad, but mm. some of the other ones, I'm like, this is this is some bad acting going on here right yeah, now. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a fan of It's a Wonderful Life, although you know um, that that's good for Jimmy Stewart. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I would go with Scrooged with Bill Murray. I think that's got to be in there somewhere. Um, uh, Die Hard for sure, Elf for sure. Um, you know, I'm not really a. Uh, 
I don't know that I'm a, a bad Santa, a Billy Bob kind of a guy, but uh, <laughs> you uh, know, there's, nor, there's nor one Chevy I... Chase Christmas vacation type. I mean, it was funny. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Was... slapstick on yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, interesting, interesting. All right. What's oh. the and what's the oh, there's one I forgot about that's pretty decent. Um Four Christmases, I believe, with uh Vince oh. Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, give me a break. I believe that's well, the only reason we, the only reason I, is it, it, it hits home a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, trying to, trying to escape to inoculate babies in Burma and, and all of that and, and having safe words when you have, when you go into your family's homes and stuff like that. And, you know, if I say mistletoe, that means pack your bags. We're getting out of here. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Well, here, 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 here we go. I just pulled up a, a list and I'll just give you a, a couple that, that, that we've missed or a couple that I've missed. I always enjoyed the first Home Alone. I thought that was very good. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, uh, you know, as a as a kid, you always wanted to be able to be independent and uh, take care of yourself. And uh, Kevin took care of himself, even though he had loser families that uh, left him. I couldn't believe that a family would leave their kid alone at Christmas. Number one, I couldn't believe they'd even leave home to go somewhere else at Christmas. You know, uh, but whatever. Um, there's a great Tim Burton movie out there uh, called uh, A Night The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Which I thought was, uh, even though it's kind of creepy, it, um, it really, 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 I thought, uh, hit, if you, if you, if you dig the story, it got into the, uh, the, the, you know, the spirit of Christmas and what it's all about and the separation between holidays, you know, the Easter and Halloween and that kind of stuff. And here's yeah. one that, um, oh boy, how could we forget this one? We, heck, we even talked about it a little bit. A Christmas story. With Ralphie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got the, uh, I've got, so I've actually got the uh, leg lamp Christmas tree ornament that goes on my tree <laughs> every year, every year. Uh, all right, so there you go. That my, mine would be <laughs> Elf. Mine would be Elf, Scrooge, um, Die Hard, um, A Christmas Story, and um, um, well, I'm going to say. I'm going to say the nightmare before Christmas over home alone. There you go. But, there you go. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm partial to, I, I, I would definitely fall into the category of die hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Yep. Yep. So the one thing, if we have anybody listening, you know, if you, if you can comment down in uh Twitter or Facebook, wherever you, wherever you grab the link at, <laughs> maybe throw us a, maybe throw us a thread and see what your top fives are just to see if, See if anybody's listening to us or not, or if they've turned it off by this point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we probably forget. There's got to be a Schwarzenegger movie out there that's a or or a, or a Stallone movie. You know, there's got to be like Rambo goes to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, Jackie Chan type of a Christmas movie that we're forgetting. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you, you said that four Christmases or all, all I could think yeah, of was like, no. You, what's that guy's name? Hugh, not uh, the one who, the English guy who always stutters. And uh, uh, he's, he's, he was in four weddings and a funeral. Hugh um, Laurie, not Hugh Laurie. That's, that's house. Oh, um, I can see what it is. Yeah. He, he got he, caught he, with the, he got caught with the prostitute. He got, going Jay yeah. Um, Hugh. Grant. Oh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Smoking hot, smoking hot girlfriend and Liz Hurley. And then he goes out and gets caught with some hooker. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. He, yeah. But when you said that four Christmases, that's what I think of as Hugh Grant. And it's like, oh, that's yeah, Christmas. yeah. Who cares? That's a that's a that's a in the house personal favorite, <laughs> just because we can relate to having safe words and when we go to when we go places and all of that. <laughs> little, little, <laughs> so, little TMI there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, having a safe word. If we say mistletoe, that means pack your bag and get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's say mistletoe on this on this podcast. Let's pack our bags and go. get out. We appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. Um, we hope everybody has a great and happy and a very safe Thanksgiving. Eat lots of turkey, um, especially if you're up there in Colorado having some of Coach Ballard's 30-pound turkey. Uh, sleep lots. Have lots of turkey <sighs> sleep. Eat lots of pies because that's how God intended. Uh, for you to, uh, so I think the Indians and the uh, Pilgrims, they all got together and had pie. I don't believe they had, <laughs> I think they just had pie. 
<laughs> then they watch. Then they sat down around the around the television and they watched some football. Must have been the, the Patriots right. playing the um, playing the Chiefs or something like that. That's right. So that's uh, right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, shoot us a shoot us a text, shoot us a message, shoot us a tweet, whatever you do. the The Twitter is uh, WCHL Pod or Western CHL for the league. We're on Facebook at WCHL Pod. We're also on Facebook um, for the Western CHL, but we also we mostly follow it, do mess around there on Twitter. So that, and then the uh, website is WesternCHL.com. So uh, Andrew, I'm going to say the safe word. Get us out of here. Mistletoe. Mistletoe. Everybody have a great week. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will catch you on the flip side.